What is your faith? I don't think the way that you understand faith is not what it is, not what it really is. Faith has an impact in everyone's life every day in more ways than I don't even think that you had even thought about. Today, I'm going to be building a case on faith and hopefully change the way you think about it. It's not what you think it is. It's something else. And faith can also help you be a better provider for your family and also help you get out of bed a little bit better and chippier. <laughs> chippier. Here I am doing this live here. I'm David Pearson and you are watching In The Pursuit. Let's get started. Welcome to In The Pursuit. I am David Pearson. I am happy to be with you uh, here on this Friday afternoon. And I hope everything is going out very well for you on this wonderful day. It's the weekend, folks. We are about ready to jump at it. And uh, well, relax, have a good time, maybe work. I don't know where you're at in the world. I just hope you have a good weekend. Um, I, The last time I came on, I told you that I had a goal. And I set a goal for myself. I wrote it down. I even showed it to the camera to everyone who is watching. And that is, um, that's where the goal is to um, do three of these a week. And so far I am on two, which means I got to do one more before the weekend is over. And I'll probably go ahead and do a short one. Um, I've been thinking all week, it's like, hey, I got to come on here and do something. And I'm just thinking, you know, just wing it, wing it. And really thinking about all of this and doing what I'm doing here relates to something that I never really thought about. And I bet you anything that you never really thought about yourself. So let's take a look at it together. Faith. What, what is faith? It, it's, we're going to define faith and I'm going to define faith here. You look at it how you want to look at it, but faith really does impact us in more ways than one. And this is an opportunity for you to really look at it differently. Um, growing up and not just growing up, but even as an adult, I hear it still. What is your faith? And when people ask that question, they're asking, what is your religion? What is your belief system? And I don't think they're asking the right question on there. The, the question is, is a farce and they don't know it. And if you are one of those people that has been asking uh, faith in that manner, you don't know that it's a farce itself yourself. Um, any disagreements, please comment down below. And before I continue on here, look, 
I want to keep on doing these. I'm getting better at them. At least I think I am. If you don't think I'm getting better, uh, go ahead and uh, hit that thumbs down on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube and not just hit it once, but hit it twice. And um, But uh, while you're at it, hit the subscribe button, smash that like button, and uh, hit the notification bell. Uh, you can listen to me on my podcast over at anchor.fm slash in the pursuit, or you can even listen on Spotify or iTunes. There's multiple ways to watch. And I'm even broadcasting live right now off of Facebook simultaneously with YouTube. Um, but, uh, don't put, don't put much, uh, faith in, uh, Facebook with my recording on there. Um, that's just another platform as to what I am delivering on as of right now. Uh, but, uh, YouTube anchor.fm or any, uh, podcasts, it will definitely be a fantastic way to go. Um, so, uh, Apple podcasts, Spotify podcasts, either one of those will work or anchor.fm slash in pursuit. Uh, if you want to support us also, you can go to interpursuit.com and there's different options to go ahead and do that. So let's go on back and let's continue on about this faith. The question. <laughs> I'm sorry. If if you're watching this there, I left that there. Body text. Uh, this is a whiteboard page that I created here just for me to go ahead and change out the text quickly. So if you see that, I'm sorry. Ignore ignore that. But uh, we are looking at this. What is faith? Is faith a religion? Is faith beliefs? Is faith doctrine? Or maybe we're asking the wrong questions when we're talking about faith. Maybe we should be looking at the appropriate question. Is faith a noun or a verb? Mostly people approach faith as if it is a noun. When I read about faith in the scriptures, I read it more as a verb than I do a noun. And I'm going to be making that point here to you real shortly. And this does apply to everyday living. You're going to see why here in a moment. But first, let's see how faith is defined in a noun-wise. You can go to Google. You can type in anything. Type in a single word, hit enter, and it'll come up with definition. Or if you want, type in define, and then put that keyword right next to the word define, and you can get definition. Here, I typed in the keyword of define faith, and it is pulling from the Oxford Language Dictionary. And it is approaching it as a noun. Number one complete trust or confidence in someone or something this restores one's or <clears throat> for an example this restores one's faith in politicians okay so trust or confidence that's how it's approaching this number two it's taken a religious standpoint on faith in a way strong belief in god or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof such as for an example bereaved people who have shown supreme faith i i got some disagreements with that number two definition there but uh that's okay you know we can agree or disagree 
men and women have written books and they have written what it comes to appropriate definitions, especially even sit on committees. If this thing has gone through appropriate committees, does it mean that it's right? No, because we're full of flaws. We're not perfect, but we are all trying to understand life together. Right? Right. But faith, when we are looking at faith and we learn about faith, Jesus Christ spoke about faith in the Bible when he, um, when he would talk about one of the ways that he talked about faith is that if you're to have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, the size of a grain of a mustard seed, which is actually pretty small, you should Google to see what it is or it should hold a, hold a mustard seed between your fingers there. If you have that much faith, you can move mountains. Now, if you have faith, you can move mountains. It's an action. And the way I like to look at faith is kind of like relating to Newton's third law of physics. His law states that for every action or force in nature, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Now, I just jumped right into making faith a verb. I'm not done making a case yet. This is just the start of it right there. But this is for every action comes an equal and opposite reaction. Let's go jump into Hebrews. Hebrews, um, typically, this is on Bible.com that I'm showing you here. Um, but uh, I am pulling this scripture out from the New King James Version of uh, the Bible, which is to actually taking the old English language and making it more modern. Uh, I am used to reading the old English of the New King James Version of the Bible. It's what my family has raised me on. Um, when I was a child, it was definitely very uh, difficult to read, but as I got to study it on my own um, in my early teens and as a young adult, um, it became to became it became more clear and made more sense, and I could differentiate between the old English and the modern English. Uh, but here I'm, for the sake of uh, an audience, I'm not going to assume that everyone reads this. Um, but uh, by faith, we understand. Um, from my understanding, Hebrews could be written by Paul, but it could, uh, it's also been said that it could have been written by uh, Barnabas, both of them uh, apostles of Jesus Christ. And this is written on following the life of Jesus Christ when he walked on the earth. Um, a couple of different chapters that I think is actually excellent to read upon about faith. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and James chapter two. And uh, we're gonna be looking at a little bit of both. I'm gonna read a little bit from Hebrews 11 and we're gonna jump into James chapter two. And of course the headline by faith, we understand. So here in Hebrews, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So this is defining faith. Now faith is the substance of thing, things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, or by it, the elders obtain a good testimony. Let's take out uh, the word elders and by it, men and women obtain a good testimony. 
And that testimony can be of the gospel of Jesus Christ, or it can be a testimony <laughs> gospel of Jesus Christ, or it can be a testimony of how Christ has influenced your life through his Holy Spirit, made things better. That's another deep dive to go into, and we're going to continue talking more about it. He goes on to say, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So this right here is describing an action. In order for God to create the worlds, and I like this, he, he mentions it being a plural here, worlds. And when you look up in the night sky, you can see numerous stars. We already know from astrology that there are numerous, numerous uh, worlds without number. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Or it's actually, no, no, by faith. I misinterpret that. I apologize. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So here it's belief. So the things which are seen were not made of things which were visible. So he, he goes on to say that the worlds were being made by things that were not seen. So that, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So think about that for a moment. Faith at the dawn of history. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Sounds like an action here. And by action, I mean verb. Through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. And through it, he being dead, still speaks. By faith. Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For behold, he was taken. He had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We have another one of Noah. We're going to jump into that here in just a moment. We're going to jump into James chapter 2. James says it clearly. Faith without works is dead. Headline right there. There's a key giveaway. And James says here, what does it profit? James chapter 2. Read it from the beginning. I'm not reading from the beginning, but read James chapter 2 from the beginning. It is awesome about faith. What does a prophet, my brethren, if someone says that he has faith, but not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, he continues, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and be filled. <laughs> so James is... He's bringing this out an example there. You see a brother or sister that is naked or destitute of daily food. And one of you says to them, depart in peace and be warmed and filled. But you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also by faith itself. 
if it does not have works, is dead. Let's rephrase that a little bit. It says, so, re rephrasing this, putting a verb in there. So is also faith. If it is not a verb, it is dead. Faith is action. You need to believe in something, yes. But it cannot be unless you do something about it. Continuing on. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. James says, show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. So James is challenging the person. If you say that you have faith and you're not showing anything for it, where is it? Because I have faith and I'm going to show you that I have it. Now, this is getting real, folks. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you know that story? Faith was told by God to sacrifice his, his first son between him and his first wife. He had a concubine. And he had the first son through that there, but through his wife, which he had difficulty having. He had a son, and as soon as he had the son that God promised him, God told him to go and sacrifice him on the altar. And when he took Isaac to the altar, and just said, hey, here it is. Even Isaac was exercising his faith in the Lord and said, I, I will go. Practically, I will go on the altar, Father, if that's what God wants. Lifted up the knife in, and an angel of God stopped him right there saying, hey, you've shown your faith. God is well pleased. You do not need to sacrifice Isaac. Now, that's not 100% say how the story went, but it's a quick rough summary. Go and read it. Uh, Genesis, I believe, is the book. Go ahead and read about it. Um, right in the early stuff. Okay. <clears throat> was not Abraham our justified by works when he offered Isaac his son to the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works of faith? And by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see, then, that a man is justified by works, and not by faith only. Likewise, was not re- Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out to another way. Rahab. We're talking about the city of Joshua, I believe. Or not the city of Joshua. Um, 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 um. Jericho. All right. Now, I, I, I don't mean to come on here to be a preacher. I'm not, I'm not a preacher. I'm just taking things in life, applying it to us, and seeing what we can do about everyday living with that life. Let's go ahead and look more into this a little bit more. All right. Going back to Hebrews. Now let's look at faith a different way when we're reading this. By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not se not yet seen, he was told a flood is coming. And if you read in the scriptures, the world has not exper experienced rain before. 
at this time. He moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. So he took action. Faithful Abraham. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. All right, we're going to stop there with the scriptures. So, Hopefully by this time, I'm starting to get you to think about faith differently. Faith is not a religion or faith can actually be very much a religion. It's how you live it. But faith is how you live. If you believe in something, you just cannot believe it without taking action. You need to have that action. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Just what James says, if you want to feed the poor and hungry, if you have a brother or sister, or if you know of a, of a destitute boy or girl on the streets, they have no food and clothing. You just cannot tell them to be fed. You need to feed them. You need to give them that clothing. You need to give them those essential things in order for them to survive if you see that they are destitute of it. That's you acting on faith. And some of the wonderful questions I have in the headline, can you faith? Can I faith? I'm not a perfect example of faith, but my family and I can share experiences of faith and how it has impacted our lives. And so we faith, uh, if that is the appropriate word to say, we have faith and we continue to faith. And not just us, but every day that you wake up in the morning, you faith. You are acting on faith. Um, I was living in the Seattle, Washington area at the time. I worked in downtown Seattle. Uh, I took up my first real career after I graduated from the university. And so I moved my family out there because it was an opportunity for me to go and live with my sister. She offered her home and her family for us to go live with until we can pick up on our feet since we're new or since I was new out in the career field and trying, excuse me, and trying to get life going uh, for my wife and my newborn son at the time. And we got there in a matter of a few days. It didn't take me long. I got a job interview. And then a couple weeks later, I was working for that very company that I had um, got the interview with. And it was through a connection that my sister provided, which was absolutely phenomenal very quickly. And uh, I enjoyed my time uh, that I worked there. But there was a problem that was coming on up. Um, see, I had incurred student debts and I didn't know how I was going to pay the bills. Eventually my wife, my son and I were not going to have a home to live in and we needed to provide our own place of living because my sister's place was just a temporary place. I tried to apply for work. I prayed every morning and every night and I was praying to God for help, help me to find a job, help me be able to perform well in these interviews. I got job interviews, I went to them and I just couldn't cut it with these job interviews. It was very discouraging. Um, the place I was working at there full time was great. The pay was not enough because I had debts to pay for and I had a family to feed and I had a roof to provide over my family's head. 
And as I was searching, as I was searching, I was getting greatly discouraged. Nothing was coming about. And then one day while I was at, uh, at my job, we get called in by the uh, CEO of the business. He pulled in my whole department um, one by one and he met with us. He expressed his, when he sat down with each one of us one by one, um, I'm not sure as to how everyone else's experience was, but I'm assuming he did the same thing to them as he did with me. He expressed appreciation, but told us that the client who we primarily provided services for was going to discontinue our services. And with that, we were going to be out of work. There was going to be quite a few other people who were going to remain there and still work hard um, in other departments as they serviced other clients, but our department specifically targeted and focused on one client alone. And with that client dumping us, we had advance notice, but not much time. It was stressing me out, stressing me out. I couldn't find work. And now I was going to lose my first job after a year and a half of being there. And, uh, I grabbed a bike. I, I grabbed my bike. I took it out to the trails and when I took it out to the trails to go ride it, I was saying a prayer in my heart. I said, you know what, God, I can't, I can't do this. I wish you would talk to me. I've been praying every night. I've been trying to live a good life. I know I'm not perfect. I know I still make mistakes, but I have my family to care for. Please, please talk to me. And I was begging throughout the whole bike ride, begging. I was an hour out in the bike ride. I don't know how far I have ridden at that time. And after all the begging, I finally started hearing words come to my mind. If I tell you, will you do exactly what I tell you to do? Mm, that, when I heard those words, my heart was starting to, it, it felt like you were taking a wet towel and wringing out all the dampness in it. And it was being, starting to be tightened when I heard those words come to my mind. I said, no, those, can, those words can be real. And uh, I ignored it. I kept praying. And then I heard it again. If I tell you what to do, will you obey? Will you covenant with me to obey my words and serve me? It was like, oh man, it kept on coming back to me over and over again. And so finally I said, okay, okay, Lord, I will do it. I covenant with you. I promise you. I will do what you tell me to do. And I will do it. Immediately after I said that, I heard the words come to my mind. Immediately, go to Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, you know, I will tell you what. My experiences with God and His Holy Spirit, I would feel... Sometimes I would hear the words come to my mind, but sometimes I would feel moved. Sometimes I would have feelings come into my heart. It's like, hey, this feels good. Let's, let's just go ahead and do it. But this time the words were absolutely clear in my mind. Move to Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, tell me, 
if you had the thought you were living on the northwest corner of the country, almost to the edge, in Seattle, Washington, and you're told to move to Charlotte, North Carolina, which is two, 3,000 miles away, over on the east coast, to the southeast, from the northwest to the southeast. Would you do it? Would you pick up your family? Would you pick up your family and move that command? I went home and I told my wife what happened. Well, before I told her what happened, I said, you know, I'm going to be really crazy and I need you to pray. I need you to pray about this if this is right. She prayed and she felt like it was right, but I didn't tell her what it quite was just yet. Then I told her, we need to move to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I don't know how we're going to do it. We don't have a home. We don't have much money. Oh, we got to do it. So we did. Um, we started preparing for it. Uh, in a matter of a few weeks, we were moved out of my sister's home. And we were moving ourselves to Charlotte, North Carolina. And it took us two weeks. We didn't go straight there immediately we made a couple of stops we stopped at my wife's uh my wife's family home in ogden utah uh there i uh was able to um prep up for a little bit more we stayed out there for a couple of weeks and um had some help from my father-in-law who helped me remodel a trailer and i purchased that trailer and we took it out in the road with our stuff what we had left instead of having a fully compact stuff, because that's how we moved was, we moved in the car, full of our stuff, but we didn't have a trailer. And this time I bought a trailer and we took it and uh, the, the trailer is pretty banged up. But I was acting, I was acting in faith, I'm sure of it. And we moved out to North Carolina. Um, we made a couple of pit stops across the country doing it there, but I took my wife and my son. We had fun, we got to sleep in the back of the car uh, at uh, some certain stops there, and we made it quite an experience. We got out there. We stayed with another sister of mine who actually lived two hours north, and we weren't even expecting that because I was actually going to um, have my family live out of the car and do what we can until we can find our place or get a job and then get a place. We were taking that chance, but my sister heard what was happening, and she said, no, your wife and son can live with us. You can live out of the car. Um, good news is we all did. Uh, we all lived out of my uh, sister's house for a few months, and I traveled uh, a couple hours every day, um, applying for work, looking for work, and uh, until I could find a job. And I found a job at a much larger company than my first, and I gained a lot more experience and worked with a bunch of uh, wonderful people out of there um, for a multi-billionaire enterprise. And um, and it was hot, um, but let me tell you. That was acting on faith. My wife and I enjoyed living in the South. And um, that is just one of many, many stories. But I have to share with you one more. It also involves North Carolina. I wasn't going to share this with you, but I'm keep on thinking in my head. Faith, 
living by faith. I was also getting discouraged out in North Carolina looking for work because we spent three months looking for work and I was running out of money. And so finally I decided to go ahead and exercise my faith and pay the last bit of money that I had to tithing to a church. And I told a local bishop there, I don't know how I'm going to make it, but here you go. I got to give to God. And I left it in his hands. And it was after that day, immediately the next day is when I got the phone call and had a job offer. From a very company, from the very company I told you about, they actually told me no at first. And they told me yes. If that's not acting in faith, what is acting in faith? It takes faith to be a stay-at-home mom. It takes faith to be a father supporting a family financially. It takes faith for him to wake up every day to work. It takes faith for the depressed to get up out of bed and to just say, I'm going to do something today. My action is going to keep me going another day. That's faith. You get up and you move. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. The only way that faith can work is if we make a move. Jesus Christ said that we can move mountains with faith. The size of a grain of a mustard seed. Have I changed my mind? Or have I changed your mind? I'm sorry. Have I changed your mind? About faith. Is faith a religion? Is faith a noun? Or before I get to that question, is faith a religion? Is faith doctrine? Is faith a belief? Is faith a noun or a verb? And I'm going to say that faith is a verb. Because we're told in Hebrews. That faith cannot work unless we were to take action. We have to make the move. We were shown. No, that was in James chapter one, James chapter two. I'm sorry. I'm keep on messing things up here. That was in James chapter two. That faith will only work with action. Hebrew showed us. That faith, the response of faith, the reaction of faith, of acting on faith. Faith is everyday living. It takes faith to drive a car and to believe that you're not going to get hit someone. It takes faith that your car is just going to go ahead and turn on. To believe that it turns on and it turns on. You know it's going to turn on, but that's still acting on faith. And if a car breaks down, you got to fix it. That's acting on faith. If a relative, family member has cancer, 
It takes faith in God to keep going and to put that trust in your medical doctors and professions. Medical professionals to treat you, to help you heal. What is faith doing for you now? What are you doing about faith? Can you faith? Or are you faithing now? Faith is an action. It's something that we live by. And it can only be strengthened with our belief in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with a belief that life goes on and that we can do something good in the world. Our life can improve only if we have, if only we faith. I'm David Pearson. Thank you for joining me for another episode of In the Pursuit.